Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, co-insurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. So the way that today's episode is going to work is we had Liliana Vasquez from E! News and Pop of the Morning come in. We did most of the episode with her. She was great. We got real deep into this whole Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey situation. It was like a lot of fun. We talked all of the topics, Justin Bieber, uh, RuPaul, a lot there. And then Julie and I did the Kardashian recap solo because quite frankly, it's we just feel crazy doing it with anyone else. I love to fly solo yeah. with you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> like we just had to because we go so in depth on things that nobody else cares about. So we did that solo, but the rest of the episode is regular like usual. And Liliana was great. We really loved having her. So we hope you guys enjoy. And I did not forget, um, we were nominated for a Shorty Awards Best Comedy uh, Meme Parody Account. So please, 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 shortyawards.com slash comments by. Voting is over soon and it would mean the world to us. So thank you in advance. Today we are here with co-host of E! News and Pop of the Morning, live every morning at 7 a.m. and 11 a.m., Liliana Vasquez. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, thank you for Thanks being for here. Thanks for being here. I can't believe I'm in this studio. You guys <laughs> are some of my favorite people, and it's the one account I check every single morning when I wake up. I should say every in the middle of the night when I wake up. Oh my God. <laughs> because I don't wake up in the morning anymore. Like normal people, I actually wake up at 2.45 a.m. I'm sure oh my you God. Yeah. Wait, so you, let's talk about your yeah. new role here. Tell everybody who's listening, because like I said, E! went through a big shift yeah. and they switched things around. So talk to us about that a little. So E! News has always been out of Los Angeles. Of course, Juliana and Jason. I mean, so many amazing people have hosted Ryan. And they decided to move E! News to New York City and make it a live show at 7 a.m. And the reason for that is we're also tapped into social media and pop culture and entertainment news on our phones on a daily basis. That By the time you get to 7 p.m. at night, yeah. I feel personally, I know all the stories. I've yeah. seen them personally with my own eyes. I've heard different people talk about it. And so now we're giving you all of those entertainment headlines and all of those pop culture moments at 7 a.m. right when you wake up, right. which 
for me, that's kind of when I want to hear it. So we are live every day at 7 a.m. with E! News, and then we take a little bit of a break, and then we come back at 11 a.m. for Pop of the Morning, which is more of a deep dive into those conversation starters. It's those topics that, like, you'll text your girlfriend and be like, did you see this? Well, we're going to get into that every single day at 11 a.m., so it's kind of like the perfect way to tease up the stories at 7 a.m., the stories that we're really passionate about and we want to talk about more, and we know that our audience wants to know more about are the stories that we bring back at 11 o'clock for Pop of the Morning. No, that's I I think I totally agree with you. Yeah. The, the I think the nighttime uh, worked really well when social media wasn't as prominent. Yes, but definitely. Now, now it's like like you said, you want that first thing in the morning. I know. For me, it's like there's a different show for every genre. I, like my husband is a big like MSNBC, CNBC person, mm-hmm. and he turns it on at 6 a.m. and that's what he watches. If you're a political person, you've got your politics. If you're somebody that just wants straight news, you've got the Today Show. But there was nothing for people that really craved entertainment news and pop culture. I happen to be one of those people. And I love when a show like E! kind of fills that void and answers that for me. Mm-hmm. So now I know all of my friends that kind of want the same thing I want. We yeah. now have a destination and that's E! News every day at 7 a.m. Well, you are speaking our language. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in the yeah, right room. you are in the right room. <laughs> truly. So as you guys know, when we have guests, we like to treat them just as co-hosts. And this, you, I mean, this is truly your job. So <laughs> you are the perfect person for this. There's actually a lot to get into, even mm-hmm. though, you know, we're coming off of Oscars, which obviously I think took a lot of the attention, but there's a lot to get into. So let's just, let's start. Let's How do you feel? Okay. So what Julie and I always say is we love the Oscars. We love the lead up to it. Mm-hmm. We love that night. But the post Oscars for us is the best because you don't really get much about the after parties until late, late, late that night and th- that next week. So, you know, of course there was the Vanity Fair party and we were slowly seeing more content from that. But also Beyonce and Jay-Z had an after party at Chateau Marmont, which is, you know, one of the staples in LA. Everyone from Adele, Reese Witherspoon, Jessica Alba, Natalie Portman, obviously Kim and Kanye, all, really all the Kardashians, Travis were there. Rihanna came, Charlize. It was like star-studded to say the least, which... Did you see everybody's caption being like, the only person that's going to get me out of the house is Beyonce? Yes, that was Reese Witherspoon. By the way, I am loving this new friendship between the two of them because I don't know that they were close in that way. Obviously, they run in very A-list circles in Hollywood, and I'm sure that Reese respects Beyonce very much, and Beyonce probably respects Reese very much as a female creator. But I think that this little romance really started at the Golden Globes when Reese basically was like, can I have some of your private champagne? Champagne. Because, by the way, I want to be Beyonce and Jay-Z and be able to roll into a sponsored event like the Golden Globes. It's sponsored by Moet, right? That is the only champagne you can get there. Be like, nah, I got my own. Like, they BYOB'd to the Golden Globes. Only them. Such a power move. And it's so funny because we were talking about this that at their party, Reese came and, you know, there's so many, somebody like, you know, telling kind of a little inside scoops of the party. And one of the things that was reported from it was that when Reese showed up, that her and Beyonce could not have been more excited to see each other. And they were like, it seemed like they were best friends. Yeah. This is, it is the funniest friendship that has formed. I love it so much. I also love it because, you know, we're never going to get a lot from Beyonce on social media. It's just no. not going to happen, which is fine. We've accepted it. Like I take what I can get and I'm <laughs> grateful. But Reese has really played into it because she kind of fangirls over Beyonce. So to watch that, I, I just love the whole thing to play out. It's, no, it's, I, I do too. And I think all, good friendships are best started over champagne. So I think that this is going to be a long, beautiful relationship between the two of them. She obviously did that really funny thing with the Ivy Park when yeah. Beyonce delivered her that whole crate full of clothes. Yeah. And now here she is partying with them. She basically left Vanity Fair 
to go to, go. to this party at the Chateau Marmont. Exactly, exactly. Seems like everybody did. Yeah, yeah. so it said, and a quote from me, the theme of the party was also a representation of Houston and Brooklyn, where both Jay and Beyonce are from. There were pool tables set up, and it was made to feel like a dive bar. It wasn't overly extravagant, and it seemed like they wanted everyone to feel casual. They played a lot of 90s music throwbacks and throwbacks of their own hits, including Empire State of Mind, Deja Vu, and Crazy in Love. So then it said that every time a Beyonce song was played, the lights went to her and she was kind of passing around the mic. And I... <laughs> no, I can't handle I can't. it. What would you do for footage, Julie? I, anything and everything. Anything and everything. Truly. I mean, Beyonce is, aside from being my person, like the, I think she is just the be-all, end-all in, in Hollywood and whatever. Every celebrity has that with her too. Like if you, I don't know if you saw Chrissy Teigen's caption where she posted after and she was like, She's like, Beyonce, if there's any chance in the whole world that you're reading this, like, please know, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just too scared to talk to you. And yeah. the idea of, like, I think there's very few celebrities who other celebrities are scared to talk to. And Beyonce just seems to be that one person for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I know. She totally is. Were the phones checked when they walked into the event? Because I have not seen any footage other there, than the picture. I've seen pictures, like stills, but where are all the IG stories? No, there was, I mean, I don't know if they were checked, but there was a definite no phone, phone policy. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing also that, you know, there are some places where it's a little loose. If Jay-Z and Beyonce are inviting you to their very curated, small guest list, you mm-hmm. know, and they put you onto that party, there's no fucking way you're taking your phone out. There's just... You'll get kicked out. Well, yeah. you right. saw what he did to <gasps> that one person. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember whose party that was. By the way, that was also a pretty A-list party. It's yeah. not like they were at a was true that Diddy's? It, I don't remember. It was somebody's big event. I think it was Diddy's party. Um, so you were already amongst, quote unquote, friends, right? Entertainment people. Yeah. And he snatched the phone out of someone's hand and was like, do not record my wife while she's dancing and having a good time. That video was a I, good That one. was a good one. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh my I don't God. know if we ran that, but I remember seeing it being like, we need to run yes. this. That was a good one. Also, it was reported that Kylie and Travis, you know, were there together. They spent the whole night together. Apparently not PDA, but definitely cozy. I mean, we saw that they were together because they were all on their way. I think it was to Vanity Fair mm-hmm. where, you know, he was like rolling a blunt. Courtney was eating the chips. They were all kind of drunk and it was the best yeah. thing ever. Well, this is two weekends in a row now because they got together for Stormy World. Yep. So they spent that weekend together. They're now at this event together. I, I don't think that they are truly off. No, no, I don't either. And it's also San Stormy. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that's when the hangouts are different. Yeah. Totally different. Like I get coming together for your child's birthday party, but I don't think Stormy was at Jay and Beyonce's birthday. I, I mean, their Oscar party. I don't think so either. So we wanted to talk about Bieber's documentary Seasons. And so you you don't know this, but Julie and I, Julie's a huge TV watcher and everything watcher. And I really struggle with finding things that kind of keep my interest. So when I found out that each episode of the series was under 20 minutes, I was thrilled because <laughs> I can get them in. I like, I really pay attention. So... The two most recent episodes were Haley and Justin, all about their love story. And the most recent was The Dark Season, which was kind of about his struggle with anxiety and depression and drugs. I know you said you haven't fully seen them, so mm-hmm. let us just tell yeah. you. because Please tell me everything. And, and to everybody listening, if you haven't seen. Guys, I'm telling you, it is worth the watch, is it not? I mean, I it's probably, like every episode I text them and I'm like, that was the best 11 minutes of my whole life. <laughs> it's... it's- it's just, it's too good. It's exactly what we always wanted from him. And it's not, you know, the last documentary we had from him was Never Say Never. And, 
he was so young at the time and he was giving us a lot of information about growing up and his life, but he was such a kid at the time. And there was this huge question mark of the time between then and now where you're like, what happened to you? Where did it go wrong? Where did it come back to being right? What were you doing in between that time? And I just feel like we're finally getting all of those questions answered and seeing him in what I think is the best place we've seen him in yet. And really open with, you know, the fact that he's in a good place, but he's still struggling. And those things don't go away just because he's in a good place currently. And I just, and I, his relationship with Haley, I cannot get enough. I think it is the most special thing in the world. I mean, do you think that Haley has made him comfortable um, in who he is enough to share that with the rest of the world? Like, do you think it's because of Haley or would we be getting this version of Bieber without her? I think that, I don't know if it's comfortable because of her, but I think that he is in such a good place because both of having her in his life, the support of that, but also the accountability of that, of knowing that like he has somebody else now that he has to, you know, be his absolute best for. And he talks about that and he says like, I had to get better. I want to like, I want to be the best husband possible. I want to be a dad one day and be the best dad possible. And I think that both of those things combined allowed him to be in a place where he was able to do this. I think he always, I think he always wanted to be open, but I don't know if he had it in him and was in a good enough headspace to be able to be open. Because it's hard to talk about things that you're going through in the moment when you don't have a clear head. And I think it's much easier to talk about what you went through and the struggles and your anxiety and your depression when you're in a space where you can where you're in a good headspace where you can clearly talk about those things and understand them and understand what you had gone through. And is the tone of the show, is it more like newlyweds, like Nick and Jessica, or is it darker than that? You know, I don't even know if darker is the word. It's it's much more... It's more serious for sure. It's not like showing, you know, all just the fun moments. It's really talking about the decision process that went into deciding to get married. I loved this quote. Haley said, I remember calling my parents when we decided to get married. And I said, this is the time I need you to stop me from doing something crazy if you think this is a bad idea. And they were like, honestly, we think this is meant to be for you. And we know this is what you want. So we trust you. And, you know, Allison Kay, who works with Scooter Braun, one of uh, Justin's managers, said, if I could handpick a girl from the stars, it would be Haley. She was the kind of girl I wanted him to be with. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's that— That's how I feel, too. And that's how we feel. Like, <laughs> that, I really do. No, that, that is the sentiment that kept kind of coming up throughout the documentary because what I really liked about him in, in this is that he's being so real. Mm-hmm. Like, this is no bullshit. I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the, the, in the next episode, but even with Haley, with, with their struggles, and she's just such a grounding force for him. Like, she really provides some stability that he was lacking, and yeah. it's so evident. you got to watch. i got to watch I, like, want to hear your take. No, I, I have to watch the show. I've heard so many people say that, and even in the clips that we've shown— on E! News, I'm I'm still shocked at just how vulnerable he is. Yeah. And like you said, he's just full disclosure. Like, he doesn't seem like he's holding no. anything back. And I do think, for me, I, I think it has to do— I always think that when you have somebody there that, like, loves you unconditionally, it doesn't matter how messed up you've been in the past. It doesn't make matter what mistakes you've made in the past. You know that going forward, that person is, like, your ride or die. Yeah. And there's a security in that. And I feel like for him— He's been surrounded, not that he's surrounded by bad people, but he's been surrounded by so many people that were probably more convenient relationships. Yeah. This seems to be a very authentic, real relationship for the both of them. Yeah. For sure. And that's one of the things Allison also said was that when they were together, she was like, I felt such a strong, like, 
protectiveness over Haley more than any other girl he had ever been with, not just because of the way he felt about her, but because of who she was as a person. And my biggest fear in the entire world was that he could have hurt her. And she was like, I just cared about her and how she was going to be and the fact that she was going to be okay. And she was like, as soon as I heard Justin talk about her, I just knew it was different this time. And I knew that he was different. It was, I don't know. I just, yeah, it was. I can talk about it forever because I just, it's so, it's, yeah. It's Those 11 the, minutes could spark the their own The best 11 minutes series. of my life. <laughs> it was a good one. We saw all the stuff you want to see. Like, th- like just them hanging out at home. Like, you see them on a red car, but I don't need to see that. It was like her putting him in his hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Oh, yeah, because doesn't he sleep in a hyperbaric chamber now, right? Yeah. Because of all the damage that he's done to himself. He's basically trying to rehab his body through yeah. this I guess this hyperbaric chamber. Exactly. Michael Jackson used to sleep in one of yeah. them as well. I don't know if he sleeps through the night in it, but mm-hmm. he definitely goes in for like sessions throughout the day. They have one in the, so Haley said, she was like, listen, if you see this, she's like, we have one in the studio, one in the house. You probably think it's just some rich person shit. Like that's what she said. I and looked it up online. They are rich person yeah. shit. <laughs> for for sure. expensive. For sure. But I think effective. Um, and then in the next one, the dark season, he talked, this was all about drugs. So, he started by saying, well, first there was a trigger warning, which I thought was, you know, very kind of like respectful on their part to, to have that. And then he said he started smoking weed when he was 13, living in Canada. They went back to the apartment complex that he first, you know, smoked the first time. And he talked about, you know, just popping pills, constantly really doing everything. And they asked Ryan Good, who the joke is that Ryan Good was hired to be his like swag coach. Um, and they said, you know, was there ever a time that you were worried, anything that he was doing? And he was like, when he got into lean, that's when I kind of— that's when I started to get kind of worried. And Justin was saying, like, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd pop a couple pills, I'd do lean, you know, I would, and that's how I'd start my day, right? Yeah, it's, and he says, he was like, people didn't realize how bad it was my security team was coming in and checking my pulse at night. Because, and, I mean, he's right, like, we knew there was something up with him, but I don't think any of us realized the extent of it at the time. And, you know, he talks about it now, obviously, it happened in the past, and, the decision for him to get clean was just he felt like he was dying. Like he just he I think he hit a wall one day where he was like, I can't keep doing this to myself. I'm he was so young. And I think he's the type of person that just he talks about the instability he had in his life. And we never had anybody just to hold him accountable for his actions. And at a certain point, he just had to figure out how to hold himself accountable. And he says he's he's just done so much damage to his body that he's now kind of play, trying to play catch up with his health. And it's just really interesting to hear him talk about this phase of him that we spent so much time talking about and wondering about and speculating about and just finally getting those answers of what he was going through. But I think this happens to a lot of child stars, right? Like his experience, while it is unique to him, it's not unique to the industry. Because this is what happens when you have this level of fame, Mm -hmm. this level of access. You've got yes people surrounding you all the time. I mean, this is what happened to Lindsay Lohan, right? Like there's so many, Amanda Bynes. This is what happens. And it's so sad that this is the kind of thing they have to go through. I mean, great for him because he seems to be on the other side side of it. And hopefully his story is a little bit of a cautionary tale to other young kids in Hollywood. Like I think about the Stranger Thing kids all the time because yeah. I feel like they're my children. Yeah. And yeah. now that they're like getting to those kind of very impressionable, vulnerable ages, I'm like, please, please just let all of them come out okay? Because yeah. I love them so much. And I think they're so sweet and they're so wonderful. You just don't know. No, you're so, it's so true. And the cameras surrounding your every, every move. move. Like, it's so hard to grow up as a non-famous person, period, 
And then to add all those layers, it's like, goddamn. Yeah. And also <laughs> Justin, it was so, I mean, his level of fame at that age Crazy. was so unprecedented. Like, there are so many other celebrities who had kind of taken a wrong turn in life and and had different things. But with him, it was none of those celebrities, I think, had ever experienced the type of fame that he had. And he just, I mean, and it was overnight. There was no, like with Lindsay Lohan, like it was it was such a tragic story. And I think so much of that goes back to her childhood and her parents. But her fame progressed. Justin Bieber woke up one day and he was the biggest celebrity in the world. And there's nothing that you can do in your life that can prepare you for being 13 and then being that it's I mean yeah come on that's like it's unheard of and so the the end of the episode he you know comes out that he was diagnosed with Lyme disease mono infections in his body that led to the acne and he does you know all of these also Epstein-Barr and he just is now in the process of doing a lot of IVs to flush out his system and staying so like just a lot of different things that he's going through and he's really committed to it and I can't wait for the next episode because I'm hooked like well, truly I'm going I'm home and watching all of these episodes yeah, you, oh my today God. you yes. gotta do it you gotta do it <laughs> So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We'll get to D-Wade in a second, but I ha- we have to go to Jimmy Fallon because did you see this, Cliff? I w- I'll, I'll explain it. So... <laughs> So funny. For anybody who didn't see, RuPaul was on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And he was obviously talking about Drag Race and hosting SNL, being on, you know, Vanity Fair, all these things. And Jimmy pulls out the holiday, you know, 2019-2020 issue of Vanity Fair where RuPaul's on the cover. And Jimmy says, you know, this is so amazing. This is the first time a drag queen has ever been put on the cover. And Ru kind of seems offended by that. And he's like, a drag queen? A drag queen? And he pauses, and you see Jimmy has the fear of God in his eyes. Like, he thinks he's about to be canceled. Like, he thinks his entire career is about to be over. And then RuPaul's like, honey, I am the queen of drag. (laughs) And you see, literally, I've never seen somebody's body relax the way his did. Like, every—he was just alleviated of it. And it was, oh, my God, it's one of the funnier things I've ever seen. You have to see the clip because explaining it doesn't do it justice, but— Oh my God. Well, so then, so this goes viral on Twitter because someone posts a video of him and the person who's watching it is laughing in the background like, oh, he had the fear of God in his eyes. And the next day on the show, in his monologue, Jimmy's like, I really thought it was over. That was it. I thought that's it. I go, that's it. I was canceled. Starting my own hashtag. Hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party. I had a good run 10 years in the business. I was like, wait, what did I do wrong? 
Well, that was the funniest thing, trying right. to watching him try to rack his brain to figure out what but he, he said was wrong. And had they changed the terminology between the time that he wrote whatever script he had for RuPaul and when RuPaul was actually right. on. And it was, oh, my God. Well, because you don't know sometimes. Yeah. Like, like Sometimes I, I feel that way, too, when I'm having these conversations, especially with my friends that are like LGBTQ+. I'm like— Whatever. If I say something wrong, like please correct me, but don't cancel me. Yeah. Yes, right? that's exactly because I want to be educated. Like I want to know exactly how I need to speak to people. I want to be respectful of their choices. And I know Jimmy Fallon is probably like the nicest person on the planet. Yeah. And he's so sweet and so gracious to all of his guests. And for a second, you know that he thought the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, in the last thirty minutes, is drag queen now a word that I can't use or that I'm not allowed to use or did I use it in the wrong context? And all of that is rushing through your head, especially when you host a show. And then RuPaul would be like, I'm the queen. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was. I mean, you could have, I bet for him that felt like an eternity. Eternity. Those yeah. couple of seconds. So if you haven't watched that, obviously for Patreon, we'll put it on. But I'm telling you, just Google Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and Fallon. It is so worth the watch. And then also watch the follow-up of Jimmy talking but, about and it. Can we talk about how amazing RuPaul is as a talent? Oh, <gasps> my Did God. Did y'all watch SNL? So good. Beyond, like, listen, I knew that he was going to be incredible, but I did not realize the talent. Like, that, that is one of the best hosted SNLs that I've seen in a really long time. I was blown away. Yeah. yeah he was very impressive. It's also just this, like, unparalleled confidence in a way. You know, it just yeah. it comes through. It's and he can sell anything. Yes. Anything. anything. Bad writing, he can sell it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, yeah. It's so good. You can so put him true. in any role, and he just, <laughs> it's it's really crazy. So also, um, D-Wade was on Ellen. We're like very big D-Wade Gab Union fans. We just Same. sing their praises. Same. I don't know. They just, They're like one of my favorite couples. Yeah. I, I obviously, They're just one of my favorite people. As, as just individuals and as yeah. humans, I just can't. Well, and when Victor was here, he was talking about them and just said like everything we think about them, he could validate that they're actually that awesome, which was obviously awesome. Victor has such cool friends. Can we just talk Wait, about that? Hold on. Coolest. Like, okay, so Victor Cruz is my co-host on Pop of the Morning, and he was here a couple of weeks ago yeah. with you guys. The thing about Victor is he is so sweet and so chill, but then he's, like, connected to all of these amazing people. He's won a Super Bowl. He's super stylish. Like, he just rolls in, like, the coolest circles that I will never have access to. <laughs> and, like, he tells me, like, he was in Miami and I was in Miami for Super Bowl. We had very different weekends. (laughs) Let's be clear. He had a better weekend. He's amazing. You're so right. He's so, like, not only does he have cool friends, he himself is so cool. Talk about, he does not need a swag coach, but you said earlier, I want him to be my swag coach. He could be hired as a swag coach. He could be hired as a swag coach. He's unbelievably cool. So what did he say about Dwayne and Gabby? He was talking about them being in some, like, yoga class or some stretching class. Of course he does yoga with them. Yeah, of course. And uh, the, I don't know, the instructor was, like, getting really flexible and Gab turned and was like, if you keep doing this like I'm about to get kick my husband out or something funny like that it was really funny but he just yeah he was great we class act we could not speak more highly of him truly Um, so uh, D-Wade was on Ellen he was talking about his 12 year old coming out as transgender and he said quote me and my wife Gabrielle Union are proud parents of a child in the LGBTQ plus community and we are proud allies as well we take our roles and our responsibility as parents very seriously so when our child comes home with a question when a child comes home with an issue when a child comes home with anything it's our job as parents to listen to that to give them the best information that we can to give them the best feedback that we can, and that doesn't change because sexuality is now involved in it. So, quote, Zion, born as a boy, came home and said, hey, so I want to talk to you guys. I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth. I want to be referenced as she and her. I would love for you guys to call me Zaya. I looked at her and said, you are our leader. You are our leader, and this this is our opportunity to allow you to be a voice. Right now, it's through us because she's 12 years old, but eventually, it will be through her. Now it's our job 
our job to one, go out and get information, to reach out to every relationship that we have. My wife reached out to everybody on the cast of Pose. We're just trying to figure out as much information as we can to make sure that we give our child the best opportunity to be her best self. I love this. Class fucking acts. I know. Like, my thing is, because Ellen was obviously so, you know, um, like praiseworthy, and I have two sides of it. It's like, this is how parents should react. Like, we shouldn't be sitting here being like, wow, you're the best parent ever for supporting mm-hmm. your child. But the reality is that so many parents are not. So for such public figures to go out so public and be like, this is our child. Whatever they want, we're going to support that. I love. Like, oh, I just have such respect for them. I can't. I I just, <coughs> no, I. It's a, yeah, it's an immense amount of respect for them. But also the thing is, you're right. Like, you support your child no matter what. And to us, that's just such a given, but it isn't for everybody. And the other side of that is a lot of parents support their kids, but not every parent is going out saying, I'm going to educate myself as much as humanly possible. I want to know everything I can. I want to give my child the best chance to live as herself and, you know, what she can. And not everyone knows to do that. Not everyone thinks to do that. And, you know, we talk about this a lot is when you have parents like this who are such public figures, it's not just that they're showing support. It's that they are now creating a blueprint for other parents to model after when the sim- when something similar comes up in their own lives. Because I think that a huge issue that a lot of people have is that they just aren't educated on how to talk to their child or how to react to their child and how to support their child. And when you see somebody like Gab, Union and Dwayne Wade coming out and supporting and educating and everything. It's like, okay, now I can see exactly what I have to do when I'm put in that position. Yeah, I also think it gives parents permission to say we don't have all of the answers. And somebody like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, who do have incredible access, like the fact that she can pick up the phone and call the cast of Pose, that's amazing for them. Parents that are dealing with this in real life, right, in small towns across this country, don't have that same level of access, and they're confused, right? So I think the fact that they humbled themselves and said, hey, listen— we love our child and we're going to support our child through this entire process as best as we can. We don't have all the answers. It says to other parents, you don't have to pretend to have all the answers. It's okay to ask Mm -hmm. questions and it's okay to go and get help. To me, it makes it okay because a lot of times we look at these celebrities and obviously we think of him as an incredible athlete, right? We think of Gabrielle Union as an amazing actress. But at the end of the day, when they come home in that house, they are parents to this child. They're just parents. That's it. And for them to acknowledge that they're getting help and they're trying to educate themselves makes it okay for everyone else to say, okay, I don't have to have all the answers because it's a complicated issue to deal with within your family. This is a huge change for them. And they're going to embrace every part of that change Mm -hmm. as best as they can. And I think that to me is the most beautiful part of this is that, yes, of course we know that they're going to support their child because who wouldn't? This is their child, right? This is an extension of them. But to say, we don't know everything about this, but we're going to use our megaphone to maybe be an example and to teach other people how you deal with this when your child comes to you and is confused or your child comes to you and says, hey, listen, this is something that I want to change. Help me through this because I'm only 12 years old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Kudos to you guys. We, they're, we, we I know. Just, they're yeah, I couldn't be bigger fans of two people in Hollywood. I think they are just the example that everybody, mm-hmm. parents, celebrities should just be looking at. I mean, speaking to the universe, they will be on this podcast. Really. Oh, my God. Oh, <gasps> I, will, I will sing their praises as soon as we get them in this room. Yeah. Because that, I just, are they dream guests for you? They're one of ours. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I think I don't think it's the craziest thing. Like, I do. I believe no. that we'll get it to happen. We don't. The only thing is that they don't follow us, which is like typically our first in. But we'll get there. I know we'll it's going to happen. Listen, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your support. You, you, you'll get there. And then they're going to come on Pop of the Morning. I was it's going to be great. Yeah. Whoever gets them first, we'll yeah, do a little exactly. plug. Exactly. We'll share them. Okay. 
So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just wanna know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So Zendaya and Jacob Elordi, which we, for lack of a more eloquent phrase, fuck very hard with this couple. Like, I just got to be honest, we do. And they were spotted together after seeing Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, walking around Soho. He was, you know, photographed kissing her on the head, which like was the first real kind of confirmation that we've gotten. We knew that they were dating, but we never got a kiss picture. And then we see these and we're like, Oh, yes. I have to be honest with you. Up until, you know, there were always rumors. I didn't think they were dating until I saw these pictures. Did I really, you think they were just friends because they were so close from the show? Or Yeah, but we, it's not like they're, it's not like we see them so constantly that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we saw them on vacation in Greece together and we see them pop up here Oh, together, the vacation did it for me. But there was also other people on the vacation. So I was like, okay, maybe not. But this, I mean, this was, and I, I love them together. I just think I want her to be the happiest person I in the know. entire world. And if he does that for her, then, and he happens to be fucking gorgeous and six foot four, <laughs> then so be it. <laughs> he's, he's one good looking guy. Wait, did you see the picture of them in Soho um, where they're like holding hands and in the background, it's his giant Calvin Klein yes. billboard? That was amazing. Do you think they went to go see it together? Like, probably. <laughs> the best four-play ever. That's what, I, that's what I thought. I was like, were they, like, casually strolling in Soho? Or was he like, I want to show you something? She's like, okay, let me see it at, like, 60 feet tall on the side it of a is, building. By the way, it is the biggest thing I've ever seen because I saw it when it was Haley and Justin yeah. on that billboard. And I was like... Yeah. Wow! <laughs> I was like, there is so much surface area so here. So much build, like it's, yeah. it's a yeah. lot of building. <laughs> also, like that's such a flex. Like I guess when you're dating Zendaya, it's not really because she's obviously equally, if not more, famous. But for like your average person, like, oh, hold on, let me just take you to my, <laughs> my billboard. You, to my billboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. There was a TikTok. I don't know if you saw this that somebody posted of the Jacob Elordi TikTok of the Jacob Elordi billboard, and the guy was like, was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how the fuck are we supposed yeah. to compete? With this, and I was like, you know what, guys, you don't good because yeah. that's how you should feel for one. So you should have to look at a picture of somebody and be like, how the fuck am I supposed to compete with that? Yeah, it's incredible, and I love that he's so tall and like <sighs> he's just so dreamy, and they're so cute. Together. I really hope that I hope that this is true. Like I hope it's yeah. true, it's real. We're not speculating. I hope that it's it's a real romance for I the two so of them. I hope so too, for sure. And she's delightful. I had the chance to interview her before <sighs> her Tommy Hilfiger collection um, debuted during Fashion oh, Week my in God. September. That was a good one. And she's so smart. She's so well-spoken. She's like wise beyond her years. She's obviously stunningly beautiful, but that's like the least interesting thing about her um, because she's just so smart and she's so thoughtful with everything she does, whether it's a project with her words, with how she uses her voice. She's just an incredible human being. We are the biggest Sunday fans. Yeah, for sure. Truly. I'm going out of order because I just got to talk about this. 
this whole, if you guys are not filled in on this uh, Nick and Vanessa Lachey and Jessica Simpson thing, you need to because it is so important. So let me take you back to 2002. Nick and Vanessa were married from 2002 to 2006. Obviously, you know they had newlyweds, their infamous show. She's now married to Eric Johnson. So Vanessa, uh, Jessica is has been in the press cycle promoting her new memoir, Open Book, and she previously was interviewed by Hoda. So Nick and Vanessa were on Today with Hoda to promote their new dating show, Love is Blind, which is honestly very kind of full circle considering. I know it's different, of course, but, you know, he came, like his his newlywed show with Jessica, like it just, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of common denominators. Anyway, so Hoda had interviewed Jessica a, a couple days before. So in the interview, she's saying to, uh, you know, Nick and Vanessa that when Jessica was here, she said that she once received a gift from you guys and that, you know, you guys were so nice. You're on such good terms. And Nick kind of is just nodding along and he doesn't really say anything. And the next question that Hoda asks is if Nick was aware of her abuse and drinking problems that she spoke about in the book. And Nick's like, I'll be honest, I obviously haven't read the book, so I don't know what she said or what she revealed, but certainly happy for her and her life, and I know she's happy for us. There's definitely mutual respect. Obviously, it was a long time ago, and we're all moved on. And in the middle of this, Vanessa cuts in, and she's like, I feel bad. I'm sorry, but you said somebody sent her. It wasn't us. And Hoda's like, yeah, she said she got something nice from you guys after after uh, some moment in her life. And Nick's like, what'd you send her? And Vanessa's like, no, I didn't. I, I don't know her address, but thank you, whoever sent it from us. <gasps> I've never heard you do that before. I, 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 like, I can't express to you enough how much I freaked out from this clip. I watched it 10,000 times. Okay, so there's multiple theories around this clip. Yeah, let's, okay. break, it okay, let's yeah. break it all down. This is my favorite thing to do. Okay, so number one, the first theory is that Nick sent something and didn't fill in his wife on the fact that he sent it. Right. Okay. I don't know how true I find that. I think Nick and Vanessa are really, really close, and I don't think that he would actually yeah. do that. Okay. Theory number two, somebody on Nick's team sent something on their behalf because they were just like, oh, well, it's Jessica, and maybe they had a relationship with her when they were together, and somebody sent something on behalf of the Lachey's to Jessica, Mm -hmm. signed a card, and you know, like, rich people, they have a ton of help. Like, Mm -hmm. they've got personal assistants out the wazoo doing all kinds of things for them. And that person maybe never said anything to Nick, or maybe said something to Nick, but never kind of mentioned it to Jessica, which is why it could have been a surprise. Number three is, they actually didn't send anything at all. Which theory do you think is true? Okay, wait, hold on. Let me just say something about number one. The reason that I think that there's no way number one is the truth is because what guy is going, who is married, especially to someone like Vanessa Lachey, who is very thoughtful with this type of stuff, is number one going to go out of their way to figure out the perfect gift to send to their ex-wife? Like, that just does not seem logical to me. And also, in it's not like he sent it saying like don't say anything. So it's right. he if he, if he was looking to do it secretly, there's no way he would have done it at all because she very easily could have posted it, could have said something, and then he's in hot water. So I think there's no way. So, okay, that so one theory is the one truth. is out. For, in my opinion, do you agree? Yeah, theory one was always theory out. Was for me. Okay, yeah. yeah. Theory two, which was someone on their behalf sending it, mm-hmm. or you know, I was the way I was kind of picturing this going down was somebody on their behalf sending it, but it was like. And like an assistant catching Nick Lachey at like a very busy moment being like, Jessica Simpson just wanted to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, just do whatever. And like doesn't remember having that conversation or just said to do sure, it. And do then it. somebody do sent it and, and there was just no recollection of that. Although I feel like it would come back to him while mm-hmm. they were talking. I, I feel like option three, though, that's where my mind went first was like, I just think she 
maybe made it up, but I don't know. That seems illogical too. Wait, hold on. Let's just get into this for so a second. So sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead to three. Before <laughs> you had a chance really to just two. like threw me for a loop. <laughs> the, the reason that I'm not saying that two is not possible, it totally is, but. You know, it's one thing for an assistant to casually send something when they know that there's not going to be an issue there. But for an assistant not to check with Vanessa first seems off to me. But what if they have separate assistants? Because remember, just be, they might have a house assistant, yeah. but then Nick might have his own team because he does his own ventures. He's got his own career. He yeah. hosts things. Vanessa's doing her own thing as well. So maybe they don't have a mutual assistant. If it's like their household assistant, I get it. But if it's just someone on Nick's team, right. maybe they just did it because they were being cordial and nice and she just had a big moment. Maybe she hit 30 billion in valuation on her company. Right, I don't right. know. Or maybe she had maybe her one of her kids. Maybe she yeah. had one of her babies, you know, and maybe they are on really good terms. I mean, it seems like there's no bad blood between this couple. They've both moved on. They're both very happy. New relationships, new families. I, I think it just it just came from one side and they didn't know. Or option number three to go back to it, not that there's zero part of me that feels that Jessica, Jessica Simpson lied right. about this because why is she gonna go out of her way to make Nick and Vanessa look great? Like not that she wants to make them look bad. Wait, what were you going to say? Okay, I agree. But why has she not, like, wh- why has she not come out? She's on her book tour right now. Yeah. Why has she not cleared the air? I don't know. But don't you think that it's very, like, I know we all like to go for the kind of more juicy option, but don't you think it's very possible that she got sent a lot of shit and honestly, she just messed up? She thought she did, but she didn't? No. You think she you went, don't mess up a gift from, from your ex-husband. Ex-husband. Truly- I'll tell you more logically what could have happened going <laughs> based off what you were saying about like there's no what were what was your point too that you just made because I had a point about that that I think it's possible that she forgot or no? no before that um that why wouldn't she go out of her way oh why would she go out of her way to make him look good I don't think say if 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 there is a chance that she lied and the gift never existed but she said that it did it's not that she's going out of her way to make him look good it's she's going out of her way to make their relationship seem good it seems like it puts her in a better place to be in a good place with him and like have that respect from him and his wife that they're sending her gifts when something happens but here's the thing have you read the book yet um, not the whole thing, but excerpts. Okay. Yeah. So you've seen some of the excerpts. I mean, she admits to a lot of really bad stuff that she yeah. did to Nick during the marriage. So I don't think that she cares what people think of the state of their relationship, which is why this is all so confusing to me. Because if you're going to put out there that you were having an emotional affair with your co-star on your husband while you were together, right? right. She That's out there. I'm sure Nick knew this, and he probably doesn't want it out there for everyone to know, but she put it out there. She talked about him being greedy during their divorce and wanting more money. I mean, she is laying it all out on the line. So the picture that she's painting of their relationship in the book doesn't seem all that positive. So that's why I don't understand why she would want goodwill towards him about them getting along when she's actually out there kind of like spilling the tea on their relationship, which was probably all very private up until her book. I just want to know why she's not clearing the air. Well, let us take a moment from our investigation to to, to read something that, that like needs to be read. So after this whole thing comes out, obviously everybody is split half and half in like, some people thought it was really weird that Vanessa chimed in. Other people thought it was weird that Hoda asked. Other people were just living for it, which that, we fall Us. into that category, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So some, you know, random person tweets, at Vanessa Lachey, classes act on Hoda and Jenna. You don't call out the host on live TV to look or feel important. Nick Lachey embarrassed. Jessica Simpson had a heartwarming and tasteful interview that made those who don't know her fall in love with her. Netflix dating show, no comparison to Jessica Simpson. And Vanessa replies, hey, Derek, totally hear you. But also, you make sure you do your research and state facts and ask appropriate questions as the host. Don't you? You think the statement wasn't true, so I was simply clearing that up. But definitely a beautiful sentiment if was if it was. Okay, 
Here's what I have to say about that. And I am a big Vanessa and Nick fan. It's not Hoda's fault for referencing that. I'm not saying that she was right in doing it because I do think it was a little bit weird. But if Jessica says that publicly, Hoda's assuming it is fact. Like her first intention is like, maybe Jessica lied about her receiving this gift. You know what I'm saying? You think Hoda thought it wasn't true. No. When, oh. I, well, think that, I think that's what Vanessa that's was what kind Vanessa of saying, saying. Like, that she didn't do her research. But it's like, what research was she supposed to do if, if Jessica had said it to her? Yeah, I mean, I'm what I'm getting, this was a very long interview, right? So this interview took place over the course of, of a few days, I believe, out in Los Angeles. I mean, they, they broke it up into like a six-part miniseries yeah. on the show. I'm guessing a lot was said during the interview. Um, that particular clip, I noticed, was never shared in the interview. So maybe it wasn't said on tape. Maybe it was said in passing. Like sometimes when you're hanging out, you're doing an interview, things get said and just in conversation. So maybe that was something that Jessica said to Hoda in passing conversation. It could have just been like a quick little note. Hoda remembered it. And in the moment just thought, oh, I'm going to bring it up. But she wasn't very specific with what the gift was or what life moment it was around. And I just think that's information that she didn't have because it was such a casual mention. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like yeah, the whole thing it is so brought, bizarre. It should have been brought up in the first place. Like I agree. Like I I'm thought so glad it was. I'm so, I mean, I'm obviously so you glad. You think it was. that Hoda should have never asked about it? I think that there was no point of Hoda saying like, "Oh, you know, when Jessica was here, I forget what moment, but she said that's how I feel." And I and I have the. I think Hoda is excellent. I really do. I think she's an excellent interviewer. And listen, everybody messes up, but it was just weird because she didn't have the context. Mm-hmm. If she had all of her facts straight, I agree with you. You know, if you knew what the gift was, when it was sent or around what life marker it was sent, then at least you could give context. It did feel like there wasn't a lot of information or specifics or facts with the question. Yes. Because I think that it could have been, I mean, Hoda's one of those people that connects with whoever she's with and like people just open up to her. Like you just open your heart and you gush. She's just an amazing human being and an incredible interviewer. And I have a feeling that was something Jessica just kind of mentioned to her. She didn't push on it because she probably was like being respectful. And then in the moment, she thought, oh, well, we're speaking about Jessica, right? Because she was asking Nick about her sobriety and if he knew about this. So it was in the right context. Yeah. Um, but I do I, I do wish that she had given us more real information because then we could actually pin it to something. Agreed At least hard. a year or yeah. a baby yeah. or any anything. sort of event. Yeah. When was it? Any sort of anything. And nobody's saying anything. Oh, you have stuff to add in. I When you see something that happens, you guys obviously can't see because we're uh, we're not taped. But because they're only taping me. <laughs> yes, exactly. But sometimes while we're discussing, Isabel will add something into the outline. So you see Julie like very quickly go to her phone because I see tweets are coming in. So do you want to oh. tell us what's happening? Well, <laughs> Isabel is Isabel has in the corner waving her arms, <laughs> being like, "There are more tweets. There are more tweets." I was like, "Put them Give in. Give us them the in. tweets." So there are a couple more. Nothing of like crazy information, but other things that Vanessa replied to. This is um, a good one. So someone writes, wow, Vanessa Lachey tossing shade on Hoda and Jenna at Jessica Simpson. And they put the uh, Kenya Moore gif of shade. And Vanessa responds, oh, shade, that would be fun and scandalous. No shade, though. Just wanting to clear up the incorrect statement. That's all. Hope you love the show on Netflix. Uh, And someone said, yes, I had to rewatch it. I couldn't believe what Vanessa said or did the first time I heard it. I see it wasn't just me. And she wrote, teehee, there was no gift, ladies. That was what I was trying to say. But maybe we should have sent something. Then this would all be good. Hope you have a beautiful day. Someone else. Anyone else catch Vanessa Lachey deny doing something nice for Jessica Simpson on the Today Show? I feel like that was a thousand percent not necessary and super awkward. And she says, should I have pretended to give it? Dang, can we get a do-over and I will tell them it was a big, beautiful basket? Kidding. Sorry you think that. Just wanted to be truthful. That's all. But the gift sounds lovely. 
I mean, here's a, here's the one thing that we we haven't talked about the body language. So I've watched it back without any audio <laughs> a million times, um, a million times, literally a million. We've also talked about it on the news a million times. But I watched it back because I've been married for twelve years, and in the twelve years, my husband and I have definitely been in a situation where either like he lied to somebody about why we didn't go to a birthday party or a dinner or whatever, or I've lied to somebody about where we were because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, and one of us will forget. Right. And so there's that natural married person couple reach where someone says something like, here, come closer to me. Okay. So like, let's just say (laughs) I'm like running my mouth to get, you know, about something. And he like awkwardly hears that I'm about to go somewhere and catch us in a lie. He'll do this, which is like the, this means stop talking. We will work this out later when we're in private. Yeah. And if you remember, as soon as that came up, Nick reaches his hands over to Vanessa, clutches her hand. And I feel like that was like a, Let's not discuss this live on air. And then he lets go, and then she goes in. So does that bring us back to option one? That's, if you watch it without any sound, just watch his body language when it happens. And he does reach over to her, I think, not in like a cat, not like in a, and he hadn't been like really touching her in that way. To me, just because I've had it done to me, and I've done it to my husband, where I'm like, let's not do this right now. They're on live television. So- for a second, that took just the body language. No, I know what you mean. Do you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. It's a very mean. different way to read what is happening because you can read words and you can read body language. And when I saw that, just because I've done, I'm sure anybody that's been in a long-term relationship knows there's just like stuff you don't talk about in public. And to me, like I've been there. I've definitely put my foot in my mouth and he's tried to stop me. And there's always like a hand that comes over. You know what that reminds me of? Did you watch Amy Schumer's most recent stand-up? No. So Amy Schumer, oh, this wait, is what? so funny. Amy Schumer in her most recent stand-up talks about her how her husband was diagnosed with Asperger's. And, you know, she says, she's like, most of the time, it's the greatest thing in the entire world. He can't lie to me. If I ask him if I look fat in a dress, he says I look fat in the dress and I go change. <laughs> it's amazing. And she tells us one story. She goes, the only time it's an issue is when we were out at dinner and we had this couple that we were friends with and they had broken up. And we had saw seen the, the uh, boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend at a party leaving with another woman. And we were like, we, they were like, okay, we're just not going to say anything, whatever. And they had lunch or dinner a, a few days later with the ex-girlfriend. And she had asked about it and she was like, she was like, ah, oh, you know, I heard at this party. And Amy was like, oh, really? We were there. We didn't even see him. And her husband's like, yes, you did. Don't you remember? He walked out with her. <laughs> the girl, and yeah. she's like, and she's like, no, we didn't. She's like, he's like, yes, yes we, we did. did. She was just there. We <laughs> saw him with her. And she's like, no, we didn't. Yeah. That's exactly that, right? I thought that's the that was probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard in a stand-up. But that's exactly what that reminded me of. Like, we'll talk about it later. Right. We are on live TV. Let's talk about it in private in the car. Move so on. good. I know. You're so right. Okay, wait. So let's just <laughs> let's just finalize quickly. So this is now I've I've changed my whole view. I've Have changed my you? entire yes. I think Nick not purposely hiding from her by no. any means had an assistant, personal I, assistant ask, do you want to send something? He said, Yeah, sure, send it. Sign it for me and Vanessa. Fine. Or or she said, Do you want me to sign it? He said, do whatever. Or some wasn't really, it was a little bit ambiguous. Sent it, probably forgot about it, never purposely told Vanessa, but didn't try to not tell her. Wasn't trying to hide it. Exactly. And then he never thought that live on fucking with live with Hoda and Jenna was Vanessa going to come back and be like, what package? That's why I think it's two, not three. Mm. I, I think it was sent. I think he didn't, I think he forgot 
And then it came up. And he was like, oh, my God, the gift. And maybe he does have her address. Who knows? We don't know. Maybe he's, they, maybe they sent it through her agent. I don't know. <laughs> but you know damn well he has taken that to the grave. He will not. I bet you the he's not admitting that so- to her. Like Now she's like, she's like, I swear I didn't send it no matter what. Yeah, like, I want her side of the story. I want Jessica. I want the receipts. I want a photo of the gift posted on her Twitter or on her Instagram. And then I need to understand what happened. Yeah, I so agree. We could talk wow. about this for like hours. Forever. Isn't that crazy? I mean, y'all, I watched the clip with the sound off. Like, who am I? Like, some kind of, like, private You're investigator. You're a body language expert in the office. Office. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly Listen, what That's I what ta- we need, though. I take my job at E! News very seriously. And we here at Comments by Celebs <laughs> thoroughly appreciate that, let me tell you. Um, okay, let's move on to Megan, Harry, J-Lo, and A-Rod at dinner in Miami for First off, what a lineup. So Megan and Harry made their first debut after announcing that they're, you know, stepping back from royal life. They were at a private J.P. Morgan um, event at the Habitat restaurant at the One Hotel in Miami during Super Bowl weekend. And People has confirmed that Megan and Harry were sitting next to J.Lo and A-Rod. And all we have to say is imagine that dinner. Also a very different weekend in Miami, I'm sure, then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs> Quite the power couple's having dinner together in one place. Oh, Julie, imagine it's being that Jeff the Jeff Lethem floral arrangement on that table. You like, know what I feel like? That mean, I feel like that <laughs> me pretending to be the Jeff Lethem floral arrangement so I could see get the, yes. all the conversation at dinner with Jay. Yes. <laughs> like, what were they talking about? I'd, Her comeback? How's Archie? Oh my God, Emmy was amazing at the, like, could, Emmy could, hadn't sung yet. Oh my God, imagine if JLo's like, yeah, my daughter's going to come on stage. They're, they're a vault. But they're not friends. But so, they, I know. But Okay, but here's the thing. They're not friends. Like, J-Lo and A-Rod are not friends with Meghan and Harry. But I feel like in entertainment and in celebrity world, it's like your agents and your managers and your people play matchmaker. Yeah, they And they're do. like, you should go to dinner with this person. It's almost like they're dating other couples because they want to be in this, like, power couple circle. Because have you ever heard J-Lo even, like, talk or reference or say anything about Meghan Markle? No. No. And if they were, they would, if they were good friends, they would have been at the wedding. But, like— well, you go first because I hear I see you on the show. It was like it wasn't even like a good point. It was just like the way that the story reads. If you take the names out, is like it sounds like a fairy tale you would tell your kids. Like, and the prince and the princess had dinner with the pop star before she sang at the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. it sounds so fake when you put it, it like so that. does. It so does. I mean, I was gonna say that like you know Harry and Meghan are very close with Serena Williams and her husband, and obviously Serena and J Lo are. It, constantly yeah. in the same circle and the, you know, J-Lo and, and uh, I mean, Serena and A-Rod with the sports world. And I just, there's a lot of crossover there, but no, I don't think they've ever had an intimate dinner right? like this. And uh, I just. But what, what is, what is going to happen? What, what do, what does Megan want? I don't know. What does Harry want? I think Harry wants Megan to be happy. Yeah. And I yeah. think that Harry wants her to get the respect that she deserves by the press, which I think we can objectively say just was not happening. It was like it really just wasn't. Um, and I don't know how I don't know Harry's truest feelings. I'm sure at some point he's conflicted because it's like, you know, I something that I always think about is when you're the single, when you're still the single sibling, right? Like your nuclear family, your core family is your, you know, parent, and in his situation, his parent and William and Kate. And then when you get married, and now now Meghan is his number one family, and that shift is really—I mm-hmm. mean, for anyone, not just the royals, for anyone—that's a transition that you have to kind of go through. Your priorities shift a little because now this is your number one person, right? And just navigating that all, I think, has been really hard and scary for him, but also beautiful. I mean, he is so happy with her and loves their son. 
I think she is like, let's get back into this entertainment world. Like, I do you think, think she really wants to be back there? Yeah, I kind of do. I think that she wants the perks of being back there without any of the negative. I think that she wants to be able to go to Miami and have dinner with powerful people. And then when it gets too much for her to be able to go back up to Canada and leave it behind. I don't think she wants to return to a life where she's constantly in the public eye, but I don't think she wants to lose that entirely. And I think that's something that we've noticed is while the American press isn't so nice and comforting all the time, you get treated a lot differently as a celebrity by the American press as you do by a royal by the British press. And if you were going to take one of those options, I think Meghan would gladly take any day the American press as a regular celebrity in this world and then be able to get out when it's time to get out and do what right. she needs to do. And I don't know what her goal is, but I think that they're both kind of in the position where they're like, if the other is happy and we're not hurting anybody, then we should just live our lives the way we want to. Yeah, because for me, I'm just confused as to what the end game is for the two of them. I mean, maybe they are too, because the way I read their departure and their statement was really about finding privacy for this family and allowing them to be a family mm -hmm. in private, which is why it made so much sense that they were going to Vancouver. They weren't going to LA. They weren't going to New York. They weren't going to Miami. So going to Vancouver made perfect sense to me. I think there's less press in Canada in general. I mean, they're still hounding her, right? Like everybody's got like their news truck set up nearby, but it's way less intense than London is. Yeah. So Vancouver was a fit because it's less covered. It's more isolated and they want privacy. But then I see them like shopping for houses in Malibu for the summer. Yeah. Then I see them in Miami at like a billionaire summit. Then I see them having dinner with J-Lo and A-Rod. So I, I'm confused because if you truly want privacy, you can have that. You can actually, when celebrities say that they can't find privacy, I'm like, I, I can I can show you tons of places in Wyoming or in Utah where no one will bother you. You will go untouched, nobody cares. So I don't know that they actually want what they said they want. I think well, you're right. I think she wants celebrity on her terms only because I think privacy is easily, but privacy does not go hand in hand with relevancy. Exactly. And if you want to actually be private, then you stay in Vancouver. But if you want to be relevant and private, then you got to figure something else out. Well, mm -hmm. But also, I mean, in their defense, not really in there, just as another point, like, I think that the issue is that in the celebrity world, privacy, a lot of times it's attainable, but it is almost synonymous with isolation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's always so desirable, you know? So I can understand that mix of like, yes, they they want it, but they don't want the full isolation that comes with it. And also, yeah, they want to play around. Like they want that. I, it, they want the best of both worlds. And the thing is they can have it. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, right. but I think with the kind of money and access that they have, I actually think they don't have to live in isolation. Like what you were talking about Beyonce, like you don't see, I mean, I've seen her a couple of times, like once in New York, once in Montauk, that's it. They don't seem to be lacking for friends or a social life. When you have that kind of power and that kind of influence and that kind of money, which I think that Harry and Meghan have. I mean, they yeah. were, I mean, they were paid about a million dollars, I think, just to be at this conference for just a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, I think they can have that. I don't I don't I think they can they can have people come to them, they can go to the right things, they can travel in private. I just am so confused. I think that another thing is that we are all as a whole confusing privacy with harassment. Mm -hmm. And paparazzis and 
sources giving away your information is not the same thing as being berated by the press every yeah. single day. Yeah, that was so, how they were living in. It yeah, was. I mean, yeah. come on. I can't was, imagine. I can't, I can't imagine. imagine what her life was like in London. It, it was, I mean, like she said, she like couldn't breathe. Like her mom was worried about her own mental health. Like she was not in a good place. And I think that was the right thing to do was to get out. I just think I would have liked to see a little more time from the time they left to the time that they're about to re-enter this. It just seems a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it, yeah, in in terms of, uh, from a public perception standpoint, maybe. But yeah. you know what? I'm sure that's making a statement within itself. I, the way that I feel about them is that I am like a, a very happy spectator. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like I can comment because I can't even imagine what it's like. I just am interested in every single move. And you know something? I never cared about this stuff. I was never one who cared about the royals until this whole really? thing started happening. Yeah, because then I was like, oh, wait a second. This is kind of just like pop culture, yeah. but it's no, just, it you is. know, yeah. In my head, I wanted them to like live on Vancouver Island and like they live in this beautiful house and they like make fires and Harry goes outside and like chops the wood and make, is making like baby food for Archie and then oh. she's doing yoga. Like I just had like this like beautiful picturesque life for them. Like in Van- and they were going to go away and we weren't going to see them until like Archie was three and they were just going to live like the most magical life I love well, it. You know, my, you know my theory. I thought they could have lived out the princess diaries and then one day just told Archie he was a prince when he was older. Yeah, yeah. could you imagine? That would have been so cute. <laughs> I know. If only, like, the internet I mean, didn't only, exist. If only they took our advice. Yeah, yes. exactly. But I think they can still have that. They can yeah. still have that quiet life in Vancouver and also, yeah. I think also Harry grew up a very privileged life as well and I think that it would be, I think he'd be remiss to not want to have those experiences with his own son. So, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm excited to watch it play out though. Me me Same. too, Julie. Me too. Um, last thing before the award ceremony, we just want to announce for, I know everybody knows, but just sharing our excitement that Matthew Perry is finally on Instagram. Yay, so, Maddie. Yeah, I mean, now all of the cast members from Friends are on. He His bio is, what is this, my Instagram account? He had got 4.6 million followers in three days, which not Jen Addison, no. but still, I mean, listen, nothing to, nothing to laugh at. And he's he's really leaning into the Friends content, which we love. We saw Lisa, Courtney, um, Jen all welcome him. So as from our perspective, as people who stalk the internet for comments, we are thrilled. <laughs> like, his, his first photo was a picture, you know, from Friends, and the second was him and Obama. So I'd say he's doing Instagram pretty much exactly right. Yeah, yeah. he's already getting getting in on the hashtags. Who we, I mean, who even knows anyone that still does Man Crush Monday? Yeah. <laughs> Woman Crush Wednesday. Are we still doing that? That's Maddie, like, Maddie's bringing Matt, it back. I was going to say, that was like five years ago. I can't believe, but listen. So he's playing catch up now. He he's got a, he's he getting is. in on the trend. I can't wait for his throwback Thursday this week. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're so right. <laughs> I can't wait to get him on the comment game. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to teach him a thing or two. We're going to teach him a thing or two. Yeah. That, if you learned anything like uh, Jen and Courtney, then we'll be good because they have, both happen to be excellent. So they're really good comments. We will see. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. 
And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, for our award ceremony, for funniest, I don't know. We we have our Patreon vote, and I don't know who ended up winning, but they're both so good, so I'm going to read them both. The first was, do you follow Subway Creatures? I do, yes. And they're such a good account. So they posted a picture of uh, literally just a giant dildo made with uh, with just nails, nails through it, a left on the subway, and their captain is— <laughs> Shaq's like, you think that's giant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and someone writes, someone made a Satan cock and left it on the train. And Justin Makita comments, I dated him in college, <laughs> which like, just so good. And then Wait, Bill- can we just talk about the fact that if that was in the seat, I would not be sitting next to it, and that guy is oddly close to it. That's like, how pick, you know he's a true New Yorker. Pick, <laughs> I know, right? Pick another seat. Oh, he could not care less. He's, he's like, like, this whatever. Thing, he probably please. didn't even look at it. Yeah. Um, and the second option was Billy Eichner posted a selfie of himself in glasses, and someone writes, I would sit right on your face, and he responds, might be tricky with the glasses. <laughs> They're really both so good. I don't have a favorite, so whoever Patreon voted on it, I'll give it to. Do you have a favorite? From these two? I mean, I think Subway Creatures is like my life every day, and yeah. I love reading it. So, so yeah, good. I'm going to go Subway Creatures. Okay. Um, for best clapback, it goes to Chrissy Teigen for me, hands down. She posted a picture of herself in these leggings that were sent to the house. Um, I think it was called—I forget. What's a goose sheep clothing? Is that what it's called? They, they sent them. Golden and sheep? Golden sheep. Golden, golden sheep. sheep. I know that because they DM'd us to tag them. <laughs> they so, did? Yeah. At um, golden sheep. Yes, at golden sheep. And she's wearing uh, leggings with John's face on her ass with, <laughs> in hearts. And she goes, we get really random stuff sent to the house. And someone responds, photoshopped. Why didn't it look like that when John was in the jacuzzi? Like, what the hell is that? You know that infamous picture of them. Um, and she's on all fours, and she responds, maybe you've just never seen a girl in this position before, but it's good for looking like you have an ass. I love Chrissy Teigen. There is no one better. She is the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, yeah. exactly. Please never, ever, ever take her phone away. I hope that she never goes on a social media break. I I, I, I just can't live my life without Chrissy Teigen commenting and clapping back on the internet. I mean, quite literally, our business can't survive without it. So, <laughs> same. same. <laughs> we need her for our Sunday night. So, congratulations, Chrissy. And congratulations, Justin. I think he, he takes yeah, it home. Yeah, we can give that to Justin. Yeah, Absolutely. so good. Um, okay, I mean, that's it for us. But I— 
You are a light, really. This was so much fun. So much fun. What a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. Like I usually take an afternoon nap because I tell people that now I'm basically like a newborn. Like I nap in the middle of the afternoon. I get cranky all day. I need to take like little like small naps. But this like totally woke me up. You guys are so much fun. And I love that you cover like the same stories that we cover on E! News and Pop of the Morning. I know. Isn't it fun to sit in this this forum? It's a little different, right? It really is. I love a podcast. It's what I listen to. Like when I'm on the subway, not sitting next to a dildo with Dan. Um, But yeah, no, this is amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And we like to end all of our episodes by having our guests nominate who they think would be good to have on next Ooh, who would be good to have on? Well, I'm going to pass the torch because now you've had on Victor. You've had me on. I think you need a good-looking six-foot-one Aussie on the show. Let's do it. By the name of Scott Tweedy. Okay. I think Scott, we do, too. I, think, I mean, obviously saying that sounds absolutely great. He <laughs> is amazing. You're going to love him. He has such a wicked sense of humor. He's so funny. Uh, you're going to love him for sure. We'd love that. Okay. Well, don't forget E! News and Pop of the Morning live every morning at 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on E! Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so we just finished recording the majority of our episode with Liliana Vasquez from E! News, which was so much fun. So fun. She really was like down to talk as in-depthly about that whole Jessica Simpson, Vanessa Lachey thing as we were. Oh my God, and I'm so glad because we really needed somebody who cared and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So we're doing the Kardashian recap solo, which we've kind of just decided, unless we have a guest that is like a die-hard Kardashian enthusiast, we got to do it by ourselves or else we sound absolutely insane. Yeah, no. Like, I, yeah, we recognize that, like we definitely. Fully recognize it but like we we don't want to have to hold back and you guys don't want us to hold back so we're not gonna power yeah. to the motherfucking yeah. people yeah <laughs> yeah you tell them Emmy <laughs> okay the first thing we want to talk about is Sophia Richie on the red carpet of the Marcella Von Berlin event um, by Entertainment Tonight and you know she's being interviewed and she's talking about acting and wanting to get into acting and the interviewer says so are we going to see more of you on that show referring to Kardashians and she's like very awkwardly no, um, no, kind of like looking off the side to her publicist or her friend. I don't know who she was with. And the person's like, why not? And she's like, because I want to get into acting. And listen, you guys know us by now. I don't think that we feed into clickbait. I don't think we're the first to call something when it's not. I saw that video and honestly, and I may sound really stupid and I do now because they're clearly not. I was like, oh, so her and Scott are broken up. Yeah, it's funny. My first thought wasn't even about her and Scott. My first thought was just about the show. I just felt like she was shading the show in general. But- you know, everyone then was like, I think they broke up. I think they broke up. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I haven't seen them together in a little while. But I said to Isabel, and I was like, they do this though, because there's been probably three or four other occasions where I swore I thought they were broke up. And then and then he would just pop up in a story or she would tag him in something. And that's exactly what happened this time. It was kind of two days or three days of, I think they broke up. I think they broke up. And then she tags a talentless box and tags herself walking around the house, which she shares with Scott. Yeah, so- I mean, I guess confirmation they didn't break up because she's posting him what? I was just going to say the other piece of the puzzle that we forgot to mention was the Courtney unfollow. But she didn't unfollow Courtney. That's she bullshit. Didn't? No, it's to- let me let me tell you guys something. This is what happens with these publications. They because Courtney's username is Courtney Kardashian instead of Courtney Kardashian, these these pictures go viral. These screenshots go viral of Sophia Richie's following. And obviously she's not following Kourtney Kardashian because Kourtney Kardashian isn't Kourtney's account. Kourtney's at is at Kourtney Kardashian. So if you look, I'm looking at it as we record this. So as of 3.31 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, February 11th, she's still following Kourtney. It's it's so annoying when they I do that. I hate when they do that. Yeah. Because I honestly didn't even check this time because I was like, oh. Yeah. 
No. She, okay, so everything's fine. Everything's Good. fine. It's people are, first off, you can't, these unfollows, like, she, who knows? She could pull a Kim and only follow 12 people. Like, you know, like, you never know. So no, you do never know, but uh, yeah. All's well. We really thought they were broken up. I do, I still think that interview is weird. Not the whole, I thought she sounded great and was bubbly. That, that one, one part. part. Me, basically, in my vision, so maybe it wasn't that they broke up, but what was she trying to conceal there? Because something was off. I think she did that one episode and did not like it. Yeah. I think she did not like having those cameras there, I think. But she also was on Flip It Like This like a decent amount. And maybe she is really trying to get into acting. And maybe she's trying to disassociate herself from the family just a little bit so that she can do that. Or... Can I give you another theory? Yeah, of Maybe course. she didn't like being so involved of the, in the storyline of Courtney and Scott. Like on that Finland trip, I think it was Finland. Like she, yeah, was, she was a byproduct. She was a that was like very. I could totally understand that. I could see why she'd be fine with being on Flip It Like Disick. But like, wait a second. I don't need to be the center of the right. episode of you and Scott. Like, like I just don't need that. Right. Like and she, she wants her own storyline with Scott. She doesn't want to be a character in her his storyline with somebody else. Absolutely. That's what that's I think it. it is. Absolutely. That's, what I think it is. that's it. So that was our thought process that we just spoke out loud. But yes, I unintelligently thought that they were broken up, but I don't blame myself because she made it weird. I just should have thought more in depth about it. So They always do this. That's what I'm saying. There's been so many occasions where I've been like, I really think they're broken up. Not that they ever have issues. It's not like they're on again, off again couple. It's just they both aren't overly posting on social media. And I think they both go through phases where they post each other a lot and then they'll stop and then they'll post each other a lot and then they'll stop. It's very interesting. Yeah, it really is. So also Malika's baby shower, which was thrown by Chloe, it was at the Waldorf Astoria in Beverly Hills in their ballroom. Malika's whole thing is that she didn't want color. So the theme was very special. And like, I'm not saying it was very special. The theme was literally very special. And everybody had to wear shades of gray, neuter, cream. It was all like nude, brown, natural colored balloons. There were bears, honey jars, these giant moss Jeff Lethem bears, which were to die for. Everybody was wearing bear ears. It was so sweet and yeah, like it was special. Ah, uh, I just like it was, it was so, so well beautiful. Done. And also, I love a nude theme. Love a nude theme and love that it wasn't just white. Yeah, it was like we're basically doing easy, but for a baby shower. That's what I'm doing. For right. Me. It was so well done. And Malika captioned, the first party thrown in my honor, and I'm truly floored. I couldn't be happier that my son is the reason for this beautiful occasion. The attention to detail, overall soft textures, and use of nudes was a beautiful surprise. I'm still overwhelmed with joy by this dream of the day. Special thank you to my sister, my Chloe Kardashian. Like we've always said, if Malika and Chloe, something happens with them, then all is not right in the world because— Do you think she's going to name him Bear? I was thinking, do you think maybe like Teddy, like Theodore, Teddy, Bear, or if it was just like— Bear is such a cute name. It's a cute nickname. It's not a cute regular name, but it, it would grow on me. Yeah. I could so see myself being like, oh, Bear. When I really thought that I was going to marry Thomas for like a lot of years, he— When I thought you were going to marry Thomas for like <laughs> a couple of years, yeah. He was—I think he was supposed to be named—I don't something with Theodore, I forget. But he wanted to name his son Theodore because he loved the nickname Teddy. And I was like—had decided like, well, he's not budging on this one. I still like would the name Teddy. Would you have Teddy. named your kid Teddy? I don't like Theodore. I like Teddy. Well, the th my favorite thing about Thomas is that— <laughs> <Why>, <laughs> How did this just happen? My favorite thing about Thomas is that he goes by Thomas. Like, I always said to you that I liked that. So I probably would have called your kid Theodore, and I yeah. don't think you would have liked that. No, no, no. Like, Thomas and Theodore. Yeah, it sounds very, like, formal. Yeah, it sounds exactly like they belong at their Rhode Island house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, also, wait, this is this is important. This is really important. Like, I can't stress how important this is. One of North's classmates' parents posted a TikTok of North at some back-to-school night 
of North rapping to her track of her rap that was rapped by her and produced by Kanye. And Kanye is standing next to her being her hype man. And if you didn't see this TikTok, it is so important that you do. Just Google North Kanye TikTok. It will come up. You guys, Julie and I lost it. Wait, by the way, that song is a fucking banger. Like, yeah, you flex about being friends with JoJo. And you I'm make friends hate- with JoJo, and I'm friends with Lolo, and I'm friends with Momo, not on YouTube. Do you know what I'm saying? I miss you, Hayden. It's been a long time. We should FaceTime so I can say hi. That's genius. That's Fuck lyrical yeah. genius. That's you did it so well. I loved your rendition. Thank you. It was beautiful. <laughs> I. If Which one of the Judice kids released a song? Melania. Okay, if Melania can release that, then North can release this, and I will buy, I haven't bought a song on iTunes in years. And so I was, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've never bought a song on <laughs> iTunes. I would buy that shit for 99 cents yes, or 199 or whatever it is. Yes, you would. So that was, I mean, North on TikTok. So then Kim was um, in an interview and she said that North has a private TikTok account and she's not really allowed to post, but she puts a lot of them in drafts. And Kim's like, hey, maybe soon I'll post one, which I was like salivating. Like, yeah, don't tease us like that. Right now. Don't tease us like that. So, yeah. That was that was a real good one. Also, I think we said this on the episode, but Kim saying that her Vanity Fair dress was a gift from Kanye for Christmas, which was so sweet. It was a um, archive of Alexander McQueen. Well, what what she was saying was that she always has all these events and she's always so stressed about what to wear. So what Kanye did for Christmas was buy her a bunch of couture dresses so that she would have options. His thoughtfulness it never ceases to amaze me. My mom he really always, gets it. He really gets it. My mom always said, obviously not this level, like Alexander McQueen Couture. My mom always said, I mean, like, your dad has no idea what Alexander McQueen Couture is. No. And I don't even think your dad knows what Couture is. I was going to say, number one, he doesn't. And number two, he was 0% involved in any of my mom's fashion choices ever. But like my mom always said, don't, she said the biggest mistake that women make is that they buy a dress only when they have the occasion, like right before they stress out about it. Because they feel guilty seeing a dress in a store and being like, oh, this is so great. This looks so great on me. Ah, but I don't have any occasion. I'm not going to get it. My mom's like, that's the biggest mistake because then you don't have anything in your closet. Yeah. Whereas if you see something and it looks great and you seize that moment because you're going to need it, there's going to be something coming up. So to not be in crunch time, this was like the much, much, much elevated version of that. And I totally agree. The reason I never buy anything unless I have an occasion for it is because I just get nervous that I'm not sure how, like you have staple pieces, obviously you can use that for, but like there have been times where I've seen something and like, oh my God, I love that, but I have nothing to wear it to. And there's just no point in me getting it because it, it may not be what I want. Like when it's time to wear it, it may not look good on me. Like I just, it, it's a stressful buy to buy something without having something to wear it to. But it's, you can't with, I, I agree, but I think this applies more if you try it on and it looks great. Forget about seeing something online. I'm saying if you ch- either had bought it online and it looks good, but you're like, ah, oh, but what do I have? I need to return it. Right. Like that, those are the times when if it fits like a glove, I'm telling you, that's so rare. Buy that dress. Yeah. <laughs> that's my mom talking through me. Um, okay. Okay, Karen, I will <laughs> do it. I will buy that dress, Karen. <laughs> Last thing, Kim was on Laura Wasser's podcast for her first episode called, All, called All's Fair. And uh, Laura Wasser was Kim's divorce attorney and they're good friends. And, you know, she's talking about getting her law degree and having a surrogate and making surrogacy legal in New York because that's kind of how she, um, that's how the the episode was kind of introed. And it's the fact that surrogacy is illegal in New York City, which Which is is something that Andy Cohen is also in the process of of working on and fighting. And and, uh, he was up in Albany, I think, recently. Well, that's one of the reasons that he had to have— Ben in L.A., yeah. Ben, yes, his son in L.A. Um, and she talked about, you know, how when she got pregnant with North, she was still technically married to Chris Humphreys. And we all know that Kim had a really traumatic pregnancy both times. And she said, 
Speaking about her one with North, quote, I thought I had a miscarriage. I was really heavily bleeding and in so much pain in Miami. It was Thanksgiving morning, and my doctor said, come in the morning and we'll do the procedure, Thanksgiving night, so no one will see you. I was so worried that people would find out. This is the first time that I ever got pregnant, and I was so nervous. I went in, and there was no heartbeat. He said, oh, you had a miscarriage. Thanksgiving morning, I came in to do it, and he goes, that's a heartbeat. I was like, this is a sign. It's Thanksgiving morning. We ended up obviously having North, but I had a really bad pregnancy. And in terms of having more kids, she said, I just can't do more because I really want to go to school and I really want to do all of this stuff. And I do believe that it's just like, could, you, could do two more, but added, I have, I'd have to go through IVF. Yeah. She also, I mean, she's so goddamn busy. I can't imagine. And I think that, I think the idea of having as many kids as her mom had probably excites her. But at the same time, I think Kim is one of those people that if she's doing something, you are getting her full attention for, for it, and I especially with her children, and I just don't think she's willing to put herself or her kids in a position where she has to divert more attention than she has available. I mean, this woman already has more hours in a day than anybody I've ever met, so I just, maybe when they're older if she wants to do something, but I just, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, we all know Kanye wants a million more. I was gonna say, we all know Kanye wants more, but I don't think, I, don't, I just don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Wait, as, I, as you were talking, uh, Chris posted an Instagram of herself in glasses. New favorite glasses. Thank you at, uh, how do you say this? At Port Tanger, at Eunice. I know, I saw that, yeah. Hashtag grateful, hashtag blessed. So that means they're on good terms at the very least, not that we didn't think I they think were. I think they're still together. No, I think they're totally hooking up, but yeah. Well, I love that picture of them when they were on vacation and Courtney's takes the picture of Rain and you it's the picture of Courtney and Rain and you could see Eunice in the reflection. Yeah, that was that's the best. I wish that's how we found out they were still together or back together. Oh, nothing like a reflection. yeah. Also, um, on right before we started the podcast, Black China posted and then deleted a picture of what's what looked like, you know, a, a sonogram of the baby, and she wrote "Blessed 2020," and then deleted it. So at first we were like, "Holy shit, Black China's pregnant!" Then after further investigating the picture, we're like, "Wait a second, this looks like." Well, a I actually didn't see it, and I just like saw the flash of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so weird." And then Isabel sent me a shade room post. That was like, this is the same picture used. So I looked at it and I was like, wait, guys, we just saw her at the Oscars. She clearly wasn't pregnant. This is a sonogram of a fully formed baby. Unless, hypothetically, it's a surrogate. Yeah, it could be, but I don't, it's the same, it's also the same image that yeah. was used multiple people. Like, There's I don't speculation know. as to if she was hacked or if she, we don't know what happened there, but I just, yes, we saw the post and delete. I don't know what happened there, but we're aware of it. I just can't tell you any more details because I don't know any more details, but that would be wild. That would be wild. Um, anything else you want to mention? No, I don't think so. Other than I didn't see Kendall at Vanity Fair. Well, it's Fashion Week, so. Yeah, that's true. It's a big. It's weird that they do Fashion Week at the same time. I haven't as, really seen Kendall that much in general. I've been seeing so much more of Gigi and Bella on Fashion Week. Why? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's just doing less shows. I saw shows. her in Ben Simmons' hoodie. You see that yeah, picture? Yeah, I saw that one. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, Kendall and Ben are seemingly fully back in the swing of things. We actually, one of our friends saw them at brunch a couple weeks ago, like last week. Last Sunday. I can't say it out loud. You know who. <laughs> I don't. That's why I just said who. Carl. Well, you'll tell me later. You know who. Oh, I do know. I yeah. do. I do. I do know. Yes. Sorry. That was a weird moment because I forgot. <laughs> and, and yeah. Um, anything else? No. I wish the season was back already. I just it's feel coming. void. It's coming. And also, we have such a fun non-Kardashian-related episode coming at the end of the month. Can't wait for that. Um yeah, we want. I I I told uh, I want Isabel to email Simon today for him to come back on and talk about Judy, which is his baby, and we're so excited. But no one's more excited than my dad. <laughs> 
So that'll be fun. And we love you guys. Remember, if you like the podcast and it brings any joy to your day, please leave us a five-star review and rating. It really helps us. And also, we were nominated for a Shorty Awards. Like I said, I know I said it, but I'm saying it one more time. Shortyawards.com slash comments by. We have a couple more days to vote and it would mean the world to us. So thank you in advance. And even if not, just thank you for listening and for supporting us. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Thank you.